Welcome to Employment Law Matters with Barrister Daniel Barnett. Hello, everybody. In this week's podcast, I want to talk about an employee's private life and social media. We know employees are entitled to a private life, and tribunals often hear claims that an employer has infringed this fundamental human right. The flaw in that argument usually appears when something that an employee has done in their private life has had a negative effect on their suitability for their job, and in many cases, a negative impact on their employer's reputation. The more distanced an employee's actions are from their professional life, the harder it will be to argue reputational risk, which is a positive if reputation is what's really concerning you. But as the social media context has shown, personal life and work life aren't really two separate things at all. There can be a significant crossover, and that often catches employees out. Connections between home life and work life can be made without an employee declaring in an ill-advised late-night post, oh, and I work for Marks and Spencer. It's the same principle in the real world. An employee doesn't need to be dressed in their work uniform or doesn't have to flash their lanyard in order to be associated with or compromise the good name of their employer. A conflict between an employee's out-of-work actions and an employer's reputation can quite easily happen, and it's incumbent on you as an employer to help your staff understand that. I want to talk about a case called Lawrence and Secretary of State for Justice. Ms Lawrence had been employed as a delivery manager until she was dismissed for activities in her private life. She basically created erotic images. Her employer said that was gross misconduct and she replied that those activities which she'd indulged in for the best part of 15 years were kept entirely separate from her work life and didn't cause any damage to her employer's reputation. The employment tribunal disagreed. Although she wasn't in a public-facing role, they said she was a team leader. She was in a senior role and her employer was entitled to expect high standards of her. Now, included in the employer's conduct policy was a list of unacceptable behaviour, and that included displaying literature, pictures, films, videos or CDs or other items that could offend. And the policy also said that an employee should not put herself in a position where she has a conflict between her duty and her private interests. This employee's breach of the code had been serious, said the tribunal, and there'd been a risk of reputational damage. Then there was another case, a case called Pay against Lancashire Probation Services. And that involved a probation officer who worked with sex offenders. And that probation officer was fairly dismissed after his employer discovered that his spare time activities included selling bondage, domination and sadomasochism products online. He also performed in fetish clubs. The connection between the out-of-work activities and the job was clear, and the employer's position was its reputation was at risk. Well, fair dismissal, said the tribunal. Fair dismissal, said the Employment Appeal Tribunal. And, here's the crunch, his human rights had not been breached. There was a risk to reputation and the employer was justified in taking action. So, spare time hobbies and moonlighting, including, as in one case, working as a sex worker and an adult 
video actress, and even appearing on a reality TV show, all have the potential to affect an employer's reputation so as to justify dismissal, even though the employee is always going to protest about a lack of connection between their personal activities and their professional life. Now, I mentioned public-facing roles a few moments ago when I was talking about Ms Lawrence and her erotic images. I just want to make the point that employees who deal directly with customers and clients have an extra responsibility, not an exclusive responsibility, an extra responsibility to uphold their employer's reputation. So if your staff deal face-to-face or on the phone or online with the public and with other stakeholders, they have to be extra good and extra mindful of their behaviour, of their attitude and of the overall impression they give. Here's another example. The case of Brown against Town Centre car parks. Now, that was a case where a car park attendant was dismissed after a member of the public made an allegation of bullying and harassment. He lost his unfair dismissal claim. He worked in a public place. He wore a branded uniform. His actions were therefore likely to have an effect on the company's public reputation. The allegations were serious misconduct, and they affected Mr Brown's suitability for his role. To wrap this up, you might recall the case a good few years ago of the Waterstones employee who was sacked for entries he'd made in an online diary. It was gross misconduct. He'd brought the company into disrepute when he made negative comments about his employer. He's reported to have considered it venting his spleen, as opposed to trying to harm the company, which he jokingly named Bastard Stones. Here's an example of the sort of thing that he posted on his online diary. And just so you know, there's some very mild swearing and bad language coming up. Uh, Nothing major, but if you've got young kids around, you might want to turn the sound down for uh, 15 seconds. Here's the quote from the online diary. Evil boss then has the cheek to ask me to work one of the bloody bank holidays in the week he refused me time off. Cheeky smegger said no. Now, I wanted to mention the Waterstones case because it shows that things can go wrong for employers when they're trying to protect their reputation. The bookshop was criticised in some quarters for its perceived heavy-handed approach. Turns out a few years earlier, Waterstones had run a campaign championing freedom of speech. And I believe, I hear this anecdotally, that the employee in the Waterstones case was offered reinstatement after a successful internal appeal, but opted instead for an amicable settlement and a new job elsewhere. It's a good reminder that an employer's efforts to protect its reputation don't always achieve the desired effect. In fact, get some part of the reputation protection exercise wrong by being too harsh, too prissy, too contradictory, you can end up with a real reputation problems on your hands resulting from your reputation management process. It's where, in a social media context at least, a great communications team, backed by a cracking PR strategy, can really turn things round for you. One great suggestion I came across was that Waterstone should have made the employee its dedicated blogger. I suspect the public would have loved that. 
And that's the end. Thank you for listening. If you want to let me know what you thought, contact me on Twitter at Daniel underscore Barnett. Now, I'm thinking of running some podcast episodes in the future where I speak to people who've got employment law questions. Uh, We do a phone interview and I record it and that becomes the podcast episode where I'm actually helping real people with real problems. We'll anonymize you because, of course, there are always going to be confidentiality issues about that. But if you're interested, if you've got an employment law problem and you want to have a chat with me about it uh, and have it form a podcast episode, drop me an email, podcast at danielbarnett.co.uk. And if you're not subscribing to the podcast, please do go to www.danielbarnett.co.uk slash podcast And that will have links for how to subscribe with whatever device or software you use. Again, thank you for listening all the way through. As a new podcast, it's really important for search visibility for me to get reviews on iTunes. So please take 20 seconds, go on to iTunes and leave a review for Employment Law Matters. I'm Daniel Barnett. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Any information on this podcast is for general guidance only. Always seek legal advice. Please see full terms at www.danielbarnett.co.uk forward slash podcast terms.